Welcome to Pat's Cast. This is episode three for May 15th, 2018. I'm Matt. Chris. Cuts to the middle, fix the shot. <laughs> That's unbelievable from Jesse Dickrill. Back on the pants. With numbers, four on two, Steve across the line, right side, Brooks, a tight lead onto the slot, Henry shoots and he scores! Nick Henry has his 25th! Okay, today's episode we are doing Memorial Cup introduction and review of the teams. Now that we know who's coming to play in Regina, we are going to go through the teams. We're going to start here with Katia Bathurst, Teton. Are we going to do... Teton, we're we just going to call him Titan now that you're coming down to the prairies. Yeah, I don't know. My French accent isn't great, so I'll try Teton. We'll try it. You guys can laugh at us. That's fine. I didn't get a lot of chance to see these guys. They did have that one game on Sportsnet, uh, game one. I started watching that, and they looked pretty outclassed by uh, the Armada. The Armada. Uh, they, Armada scored how many goals pretty quick there in quick succession. I mean, that's as much as I got to see, but obviously the Teton came back and dominated the rest of the series, it seemed like. Yeah, they uh, they had a couple of games uh, with scoring five goals, and it sounds like they have a pretty deep and balanced lineup. Those two five-goal games, they had five different goal scorers. Um, yeah, they're... they're One of the things, I mean, what we try and do is I looked at some stats. N- nobody really stands out on that team as, uh, y- you know, someone with... 120 points or anything like that they seem to spread out the points uh through the through the lineup yeah um you usually think the queue they have some high scores there it's kind of a wide open game and uh you get some guys with some pretty high-end stats but uh there was nobody over 76 points on the team uh, they had one guy 42 goals and one guy at 39 goals and the rest are all in the 20s but they had six guys over 20 goals right that's not to say they don't score goals yeah no and they had 14 players with 10 plus goals so right they can put the puck in the net they were top three goals scored in the league but they were also top three in goals against oh so yeah quite, so they quite balanced they yeah. score and they get scored on no 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 they in a good way yeah, yeah. goals against top three yeah mm. so they don't give up a lot of goals so they got a good defense a lot of depth up for on the forwards, it sounds like they're scoring goals with three, even on their fourth line, possibly. Uh, could be tough matchups for coaches coming in. Uh, a team like Swift Current, you know, they have top line, their second line. Yeah, they don't. They don't really roll four lines. Their yeah, fourth line is uh, pretty pretty quiet. They they, they spend they, a lot of they time. They taper off pretty quick there. They spend a lot of time keeping that bench warm. So, <laughs> so good. Um, Anything else you want to talk about these guys? Um, Any other highlights? Any names really. we should be looking uh, out for? No, Dobson's probably the most notable name. He's a really high prospect, 17-year-old D-man. Uh, he had 17 goals in the regular season. Not bad for a 17-year-old D-man. Like, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, he only had three in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, it sounds like he's his stock's pretty high for the upcoming draft. Um, their captain, Jeffrey Vale, he sounds like, you know, he had 39 goals, so he's a guy to look at, and... Mitchell Balmus, he had 42, so he's he's the, one of their snipers. 
And then, yeah, other than that, then the rest, there's quite a few guys that score 20, 15, 20, 25 goals. So a lot of guys to keep an eye on. It's going to be, it might be a tough game, even though, you know. Uh, You know, I don't know how to predict these games either. Last season, you looked at it, there was blowouts. WHL got blown out. Some of the, I think one of the OHL games was a blowout too. And I don't know. It's a crapshoot, right? You, You just... Most of the coaches are just saying we're just going to play our game. Like, you know, you can watch a video on them, but you still just got to play your game. Well, it's one game. That's the thing. We think we don't know anything about these guys, and we're just guys sitting in the basement. These coaches say we don't even know that much about them. They know as much as they can from what they can find out. But Yeah, they just watch the video. It's not like they're going to have guys at the game scouting yeah. them. And so. it's one game. It's not even a long – you don't get a seven-game series. You get to learn these guys and learn the style. You just have to play your game, and hopefully it – is better than theirs for that day because it's a quick tournament. When you look at it, you got three games, and you have to if you want to have a good shot at win, you got to run the table. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To go through the semifinal, that's an extra game. That's a hard way to go. Now, in goal for the Teton, it's Evan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was the World Junior backup um, for this year's Team Canada. Uh, he had a poor start to his season. He was in Sherbrooke. Uh, he had some pretty poor stats. I didn't look at the teams. Uh, record or anything but uh, once he got traded to the Teton his season kind of turned around his goals against average went down over a whole goal and his save percentage went over 900 as it was under 875 in the first half so that's with well, a lot of these teams it's it's sometimes it's pre-trade deadline and post-trade deadline right these teams can be so different so when you're looking at stats and things it can be somewhat misleading and you kind of just have to look at the team who's here now the way they got through the playoffs and yeah. how they looked in playoffs and that's who you're playing yeah exactly yeah i mean in the end it, the records are who cares right like you can win 52 games and end up losing like moose jaw so yeah no they sounded like it was a bit of a flyer picking him up but uh it turned out for the best for them Okay, everyone, we've got Steve McLean here from OHL Fanboys Podcast. Steve's here to give us a bit of insight on the Hamilton Bulldogs. Steve, why don't you give us a bit of an intro, let us know who you are and what you do out there in Ontario. Well, for, uh, for your listeners who are unaware, uh, I am a podcaster like yourselves. Uh, we're running the OHL Fanboys Podcast. We're in our fourth season, uh, just about to wrap up our fourth season. I think we've surpassed 150 episodes or so now, and um, myself, along with uh, my partner Brian Thompson, we're just uh, we're fans of the OHL, like you guys are of, of the Pats. You know, I'm a Guelph Storm fan. He's a Winter Spitfires fan, and and uh, we've we've been having fun with the show and uh, for a few years. And I usually get out to the Memorial Cup every year, and it's a uh, it's a fun time. And uh, this year it's going to be the Hamilton Bulldogs representing the OHL, and it's been uh, it's been a heck of a ride for them in the playoffs. Uh, every every. Uh, all year, really, the Sioux has been favored to be the team to beat. Um, I think they're ranked number one in the CHL, nearly wire to wire for the season, other than a couple of weeks here and there. And, and uh, they just seem like an unbeatable team. They had a 23-game win streak at one point during the season, and then they got into the playoffs and things. You know, they they swept Saginaw in the first round, but things kind of seemed to, I don't want to say fall apart because they they obviously managed to get to the final, but. They had a really tough second-round series against the Allentown Attack, a series in which they were down 2-1 at one point. 
Game seven of that series uh, ended up Pursue winning nine to seven uh, with an empty netter. So that was a pretty crazy game. And then they had a heck of a series with the Kitchener Rangers that went seven games, home team winning all seven, uh, and game seven went to double overtime. So they ended up kind of going into the finals pretty uh, pretty tired. And whereas the Hamilton Bulldogs got through the Eastern Conference uh, with five game series all the way across the board. Um, it, it, you know, I don't think anyone was, was shocked that Hamilton could hang with the, with the Sioux Greyhounds, but I think everyone was a little surprised that Hamilton was just better all around than the Sioux for the entire series. Right, and we're here to talk about Hamilton, but from outsiders looking in, we fully expected Sioux to be here next week with us um yeah once once they had that big winning streak then you kind of ears were perking up and you know kind of taking a look and keeping an eye on them and then you see them at number one the whole season kind of like what happened to us last year you know and same thing with moose jaw right people out east and further west were probably thinking oh well it'll be sue moose jaw and then someone from the queue but i mean this is junior hockey and this is why we love sports because not what you expect always happens no, not not in the slightest. I, you know, as we see, all three teams that won the regular season titles across the CHL this year uh, were not represent are not going to be represented at the Memorial Cup. Uh, Blaineville, uh, Sioux, and uh, Moose Jaw. So, uh, but in the end, it was all the teams that finished in uh, second, I believe, in the regular season that that took home the, the league titles. But you know, Hamilton, um, and, and I think coming into this, Hamilton actually has the least amount of points uh, in the regular season of, of the four teams uh, coming into this Memorial Cup, or at least of the three champions. Um, but they're like, they make no mistake about it. Um, this is a really hard team to play against. They're just deep all the way around. Um, they Defensively, they were great against uh, the, the Sioux, who really seemed to rely heavily on the top six since the playoffs went on. Uh, of course, they ended up having a bit of an injury problem um, with uh, one of their star players, 30 goal scorer, uh, Hayden Verbeek, went out with, I believe it was a broken wrist. And then during the finals themselves, uh, defenseman Connor Timmons was a big loss for them. He got a concussion in game uh, five of the, of the final, I believe. So, you know, just sometimes things don't work out for teams. Um, you know, it, it's tough to see for the Sioux. Like uh, Swift Current, they were on a long uh, championship drought. Uh, 25 years since their last Memorial Cup appearance, uh, 26 years since their last OHL title in 92. And they had a team that looked like was going to do this a couple of years ago in 2015. And then they ran into Connor David and the Erie Otters in the conference final. And that pretty much ended their run. But if you remember that year, the Oshawa Generals uh, won the mo- not just the OHL, but they won the Memorial Cup. So the team that just seemed to be very well balanced and was one of those classic, well-built playoff teams. And Hamilton is really reminding me of that Oshawa team right now. Um, whereas Hamilton might have a bit more star power than Oshawa did in that Memorial Cup. Um, they just seem built solid from top to bottom. They seem to be relatively healthy. Um, Robert Thomas has been playing absolutely unbelievable for them as of late. Caden uh, Fulcher has been giving them solid goaltending. And one of the underrated pickups of the trade deadline, uh, with Riley Stillman from the Oshawa Generals, he, he was just fantastic in the finals, especially in Game 6. He got a couple game-tying goals at the Crosstalks in terms of series. I fully suspect Hamilton is going to come out very well in this uh, tournament. Yeah, uh, Robert Thomas and Stillman definitely uh, 
uh, stood out to me watching the couple games I did. Like they were top of my list that, you know, I really noticed them. Stillman only had five goals in the regular season, but he had five in the playoffs alone. So he looked good on the back end. And Thomas was just, he just seemed strong on the puck all the time. And he was, had uh, lots of scoring chances. Like, you know, he could have had a lot more goals. He ended up having 12 in the playoffs and he looked really good out there. Yeah, Robert Thomas uh, was a huge pickup for the Bulldogs at the deadline this year. He was a former captain of the London Knights, and I think even out west, everyone knows how the juggernaut the London Knights are, so you know you're getting a, a good player there. But um, one of the other kind of uh, neat storylines from this Hamilton team are all the Flint Firebirds that are, are on this team. Uh, four of them to be exact with, uh, I think it was Ryan Moore, uh, uh, Nicholas Camano, Will Bitten. And uh, Nicholas Matinen, four of those guys all used to play for the Firebirds. And their head coach, John Gruden, uh, was a former coach in the Flint Firebirds, who I'm not sure how, uh, how familiar people at West are with the story, but their first year in the league was just three years ago when they were the former Plymouth Whalers. They moved to, to Flint to become the Firebirds. And it just became a bit of a gong show in that the owner, there's a kind of a, a situation there where the owner's uh, son was on the roster, um, after a game one night, after a win, actually, uh, the owner fired the entire coaching staff, which uh, the head coach was John Gruden, who's now head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, the players in protest uh, all threw their jerseys down in, in the owner's office, kind of Rudy style, and the, and the owners are, the owners were forced to hire the coaches back. And then uh, the, the league kind of said, okay, you know, we're going to give you a pass on this, but keep your nose clean, don't stop meddling, and in, affair, in team affairs, even though you're the owner, you're not really all that well-versed in hockey off. Uh, a few months down the line, he, he fired the coaches again to the point where now the owner is kind of, he owns the team, but he's under sanction by the OHL to pretty much not interfere in anything to do with the team for the next five years. So John Gruden found himself a place in Hamilton. He's really turned uh, that franchise around when they just showed up from Belleville Three years ago, uh, they were a non-playoff team their first year in Hamilton. Last year, they went out in the first round. So um, a lot of people figured Hamilton had a decent squad this year, but I don't think it was really until after that trade deadline when, when people thought this could be a team that's really special. Yeah, with those guys getting out of Flint, that uh, yeah. they're pretty weak. So that's, uh, that turned out good for them. Yeah, Will Bitten uh, showed up in Hamilton early last season, actually. So he's been with the Hamilton Bulldogs uh for a while now, but a lot of those other guys came over from Flint. Uh, early, there was an early uh, season trade with those guys back in November, um, and then uh, a little bit more happening at the deadline. That's when they also brought in Robert Thomas and Robbie Stillman. So, but uh, make no mistake, this team, uh, this team, were, you know, the pieces were there at the start of the season, and, and they played well enough uh, throughout the first half of, of the season to, to make sure that ownership or or uh, GM Steve Stales had to make those moves to, to put them over the top, and it really did. And I know a lot of people, even when they got to the conference finals this year, thought, well, you know, maybe Kingston could be a team that knocks off Hamilton. But, you know, Hamilton has just been, been rolling. They've looked good no matter who they've played. And uh, I'm really interested to see how they match up with some of these uh, other teams in the tournament this year. Um, I, I'm expecting... If I had to pick, I'm expecting. I don't want to say that Hamilton's going to win the whole thing, but I'm. I'd expect them to be in the final on uh, the 27th. We want you to pick. Who's your pick? 
Oh, well, actually, you you'll have what? to you'll have to listen to the OHL Fanboys podcast to get his pick. Okay. Yeah, I was, okay. I was just about to say uh, to, to do a, a shameless plug here. We actually just had our our show uh, this week, our Memorial Cup preview show, come out. Uh, we, we run down all the teams, and uh, you know, Brian, myself, and uh, Nate Sager from Sportsnet. We uh, kind of mainly talked the OHL in the first half of the show, but then we had on Andy Eve from ESPN in Seattle. He he broke down the the Broncos and the Pats for us, and then we had uh, Patrick McNeil, who's the uh, play-by-play announcer for the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles in the queue. He came on to talk a lot about the uh, Katie Bathurst Teutons. So um, if people want to know my thoughts, you know, after they listen to this show, they should uh, head on over to uh, <laughs> the OHL Fanboys uh, on uh, iTunes or at OHLFanboys.com, and they can hear uh, who Brian and I think are going to win the Memorial Cup this year. Absolutely, everyone. Share the love. Uh, they got a really good program going out there. I yeah, do... I listened to it this afternoon before here, before recording this one, and uh, yeah, that interview with Patrick McNeil, it was good because you know I don't know anything about the Teton or any, anything going on in the queue really. So, I got a question with your experience watching Memorial Cups. Uh, I have a, f- I have far less experience. Do you do you notice a different trend and style of play through the different leagues? Just being more exposed to the OHL this year, it felt really run and gun, high scoring. Compared, then I go back and watch OHL, and it's eh, a little bit more defensive, a little bit slower, maybe not quite as quote unquote exciting. Um, is that something? Do, do the leagues trend to something, or is it different year by year? It could be different year by year. I know, you know, in the past there was always that trend of. The Q being the real run-and-gun, fancy play style. Uh, the W, of course, being the really hard-hitting uh, style. Big, big, you know, farm-fed boys out there. And the OHL kind of landing somewhere in between. Lately, I, I find more leagues, you know, sometimes the Q can be still a little bit more uh, not as physical as the other leagues, I find. But at the same time, you know, when you get to a tournament like this, you've got three, at least three, but usually four pretty good teams uh, in, in this tournament, they know what they need to do, what they need to accomplish to try and beat these teams. And some nights, you know, you just see a team go out there and they just don't have it. But I think a lot of the times that these teams are, are they're prepared for one another and they kind of play to their opponent. And you see a lot of uh, a, a game that wouldn't look out of place in their own leagues. Right on. Uh, we are we're getting excited here. Obviously, we had a bit of downtime with our team uh, with 42 days. Okay. But it's it's picking up here now. It's it's Memorial Cup week. We got the Eagles playing here Thursday. The city's starting to perk up a little bit. You're starting to see the uh, the trademark vehicles and the signage out there. I don't know how are you feeling, Chris. Yeah, no, I'm getting pretty excited. So yeah, it was it was nice to get your insight on on Hamilton here, and uh, we can uh, let you go and get back to work and make some money so you can come spend it out here. Yeah. Everyone, so. again, that's Steve McLean with OHL Fadmoy's podcast. Give them a listen. Sounds like they've got a really good recap as well, and you'll get to hear his thoughts on uh, Acadia, Bathurst, as well as his picks on who's going to win. Yeah. Thanks again, Steve. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Good. Right now we'll move on to our buddies over there in Swift Current. Overall, I they far outplayed Everett. Everett, other than that one period in Game 2, I think they were outclassed by this team in uh, in Swift Current. Yeah, for the most part, I think uh, Swift Current carried most of the games. Um, yeah, 
other than that game two, wherever it was up and they kind of blew it. That was that was a tough tough loss, I think, for Everett. That might have might have changed the series in that uh, that um, that three goal lead that they gave away. Um, Steenbergen scoring late in that game with the with the goalie pulled to tie it up and and then uh, they win it in overtime. That was that was that's a big win for Swift Current. You don't want to be going back to Everett down two nothing. I think the biggest surprise was how well they played in Everett. To win those two games, I didn't expect them to do that. Yeah, well, the game three, uh, Godden had the hat trick. He was a one-man show for Swift Current. Uh, he kind of got that lucky, lucky shorthanded goal late in the third. It was, there's a rebound. As much he, as I don't like Godden, he he outmanned that guy. Yeah. I mean, he earned he got, that goal. He got to the rebound, swung a stick at the yeah. bouncing puck and it went in, yeah. you know. You, yeah. you got to give him credit for the effort there and uh and then he wins it in overtime and all of a sudden boom, they're up 2-1. He's got the team on his back I think through that series. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, there's a debate between Skinner or him be deserving MVP. Obviously Gordon received it. And I think you when you look at those games, he he did. He won that game single-handedly. Skinner had his moments, um, but if you look through that series with Lethbridge when Godden was out, they Swift Current was terrible. Yeah, they 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 gave up five goals both games in Lethbridge. You know, Skinner didn't look good there either, and yeah. so, we lit up Skinner a few times too. Exactly. So. so I was kind of like they were talking Skinner or Godden. I was like, well, I didn't really like the looks of Skinner in some of the games. You know. He struggled in the Lethbridge series, kind of struggled against Regina. So he definitely played better against Moostra and Everett, you know. Ended up with six shutouts. That was the big stat, right? You see a guy with six shutouts in the playoffs. That's uh, that's pretty pretty solid. So. And you mentioned Steenbergen. Now, he had goals against us. He had yeah. a hat trick one game. Yeah, he kind of he kind of fell off the map a little bit. Like you didn't hear his name much. You see Heponiemi doing yeah. his thing, you know, controlling the play in the off- offensive zone. Uh, he looked good out there. But Steenberg, yeah, he kind of struggled down the stretch. He had six goals against us, yeah, three in the one game. It's kind of a microcosm of his season. Yeah, he started off, off real off hot. really good. Yeah, uh, he only had he had four against Moose Jaw, uh, and then he only had one goal against Lethbridge and only one goal against Everett. But that one goal was pretty big it, for It was them. a season, two. yeah, a, a Series changer, yeah. you could argue. Yeah, right? that that was a huge goal. That's the only one he scored, though. Yeah. So. And it's not even that you were... He was getting some looks, but not the looks you'd be expecting him. You didn't hear his name that often, yeah. I he, guess is what I'm saying. He really had a ton of looks on the power play against us. Like that mm-hmm. cross-crease, cross-ice one-timer. He you just know, sat there. Brett Hall, Stamkos, Ovechkin style. Yeah, yeah. And he, he picked us apart with that. But it uh, looks like... You know the other teams kind of adjusted to that and and played a little better defensively. Um, going back to Hepinoyami, I, I mean, I didn't think he would win MVP because he wouldn't have the stats. But boy, w- watching that guy, his playmaking ability is just—it's unbelievable. He, yeah, he's—I I was watching one of the games against Everett. He just did this beautiful little saucer pass just over a guy's stick, and it landed right where he was onto the other Broncos stick and it was just if, if you're watching this team uh if you're going to these games and watching Swift Current keep an eye on him and just watch his he's a small guy you'll notice how small he is but he is slippery he's elusive and 
what he can do with that puck is yeah excellent hands yeah so yeah um that being said i didn't really want swift to win but now that they're here i'm hoping for some redemption yeah here, let's folks. beat him again you know like. and we might have been getting some grief you, you still see people saying oh it's so nice to have swift current and maybe you know what it is it's good it's good for the rivalry it's good for the memorial cup to get frankly ticket sales up little bit it sounded like they were hurting a little bit i think they must be doing much better now yeah i looked i looked today um it's uh there's still quite a few seats for all the games available so there's even even whl games yeah Hmm. so i don't know people need to get off their duffs here because this is this is going to be a good yeah it's going to be great tournament yeah there's four excellent teams here so and i i anyways going back to swift current I was I was trying to think how many of them were rooting for us last year. Yeah, I don't know. Zero. It, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really don't have a like for us. So this is going to... That game, I believe they play Wednesday. WHL and, and Pats are on Wednesday. That is going to be... Yeah, that's going to be a good game. That's going to yeah. be a good one. We got to get that chant going early, folks. That's I know there's going to be, chant, yeah. there's gonna be lots of cowbells there. We need to keep them quiet and overpower them. Yeah. Yeah, once we get on Skinner, uh, he he tends to give up uh, them in he bunches can, here. He can give up a, a good seven goals. Yeah. <laughs> see, a, see a snowman out there. But that you know we need to play hard. It, we're coming out Friday playing Hamilton. That's a I tough think game. I think that might be the strongest team, but it's it's so hard to tell. But okay, so getting into strongest teams, who who's your pick here? I I. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be so tough. Like Hamilton looks good. We know what Swift Current is, but we can beat them. I know, you know, like we had them game seven, one goal game. Yeah. You know, oh, they're yeah. beatable. We know they're beatable. We we're familiar with them, right? So it's it's that unfamiliarity with Hamilton yeah. and the Teton. Um, I think Hamilton looks pretty good. They they look good on TV when we were watching them. Um, From what we can tell, these teams don't seem overly injured. I remember watching post-game interviews, post-series interviews last year when the Pats lost out to Seattle, our guys were wrecked. They were just absolute Beat messes. Down. They yeah. were, Adam Brooks, his face was just a mess. Yeah. He has black eyes, bloodshot eyes. Wagner was all injured. Everyone yeah, was just Henry beat down. Injured, yeah. It doesn't seem like these teams have gone through wars like that. Um, if I think Swift did, but they've had a chance to recover playing. Yeah, like Godin was out for a little bit. And Manulin yeah. was out against us, but it sounds like they're pretty healthy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like Steve said, Hamilton seems pretty healthy, whereas Sue was the team that was had the uh, injury problems. Yeah, missing a couple key guys in that last game. Um, so and then the Teton, I'm not too sure right. about them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 gonna it's be. It, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped up for this. This is the yep. first time. I mean, I've always kept an eye on the Memorial Cup, but. This is going to be, I'm excited. It's been building up for this for all season. We've been following it and kind of predicting the teams. And here we are. We're a few days away and it's it's going to go fast. It's going to be exciting. And I, my heart, I really, my heart says the Pats can win this. If they get there and they, they've used these 42 days responsibly and they've, they've uh, prepared properly there's no reason they can't win. They're not, I, I don't feel, me. obviously I'm biased, but I don't feel like they're getting the free pass. Whoop-de-doo, here we are, we're in the Memorial Cup, we didn't earn it. 
they're a fantastic team. And yeah. if anyone doubts that and they show up and they don't play them hard, I think they'll find out. Yeah, well, we had, you know, one of the best records in the second half, right? Like right. we said, they were right there with Moose John Swift Current. So when we took Swift Current to Game 7, um, I think we'll do fine. Yeah, and speaking of that, they have the confidence, too. They know they're a good team. They yeah. took Swift to one goal was the difference in that yeah, that series. Game, yeah. So they they should they took took them farther than ever play them harder yeah for sure so. so now speaking of the pats i did get out to see one of the mock games last thursday um they had some guys in from the u of r u of s a uh, couple uh expats like connor hobbs was there um they had a few other guys uh uh the young guys that probably won't be making the lineup for the memorial cup you got your nyhoff galvis uh, Harkins, Creta, they're all there playing against the the Pats. So, quote unquote. who was in goal for the Pats? Uh, both goalies were playing, uh, oh, okay. Paddock and Kubik, and then they switched at half, uh, about half the way through the game. That interview with Paddock, did he, did he allude to who was starting goal? I don't think so. He, I think he has his mindset, but he hasn't said anything. Mm, typical... Oh. I heard a interview with Phil Andrews. He thinks leaning towards Paddock, playing, right? Yeah, Paddock starting. Yeah. So, um, it you don't know, right? Like, it's tough to say, right? We don't know. Um, as for other lineup issues here, there could be a little bit of a shakeup here. Gabriel Jesse Gabriel was not at that mock game Thursday night, Ooh. so I don't know what's up with that. I may. Maybe he's uh, not playing. There might be a rumor out there that he's no longer with the team, but obviously the team's not going to say that. Hmm. You know, some been some rumblings out there. Interesting. Um, I know this this means absolutely nothing, but <laughs> May 9th, he changed his Facebook profile picture from a Pat's picture to back to a Boston picture. Wow. So that's, you know, wow. that's... That's some good sleep work. <laughs> wow, that so, is very interesting. You know, that that could be a big loss. and uh, Bit of drama. Why... Okay, but why? Why would they do that? I don't know. Like, if something happened off the ice there or whatever. I don't know. Like, he was injured. He had a pretty, sounded like a pretty serious ankle injury mm-hmm. there in the playoffs. And that's why, you know, he, he didn't look, he was out those couple games and the game he was in, he didn't look good at all. He wasn't obviously near 100%. Um, so, who knows? Like, you know. I uh, do recall that interview with Phil, though. He, he specifically mentioned that he was good to go. But I mean, so Phil's who knows? Phil's not in the coaching staff, so yeah. And I don't think they'll want to let it the cat out of the bag. So, but I know Legion in this mock game on Thursday night, Legion got a lot of time with Lecision and Oxenden on quote unquote the second line. I'd say, um, they they played the whole game together. Uh, the first line was uh, Hebig was centering Steele and Henry. So, but I mean that was one game they could have yeah. switched it up. So, th- those I, were the I two still like them apart. Those were the two solid lines that that mock yeah. game I watched Thursday night. So, mm. well, I'm, well, gosh, yeah, you I can mean, you can split them up because then you still got Bradley. Like yeah. Bradley, quote unquote, was on the third line in that game, right? Right. So, that's a good third line. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you know if this is true with Gabriel? Does it make you wonder about Solution? Yeah, I mean we, that decision's we, done we, and gone now. Yeah, we but released him for Gabriel. Yeah. So, 
ish. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's it's interesting. Well, maybe he'll be there, but I I don't know. It no, sounds like he so. might not be there. Yeah. And Ooh, the, a little bit of a, a you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> your first source for Pat's news. I don't know. It's we're getting down the wire here. It's it's real now. Yeah, it's go time here right away. It is. So. It's go time. Yeah. So every team, these other teams, they're they got. A f- it was kind of cool. They all ended on the same same Sunday. Yeah, same day. All three. Kind of neat to watch. Yeah. It's kind of like. Uh, uh, Sunday NFL Sunday last day of the play or a regular season everything's figured out on the same day you don't have to wait and they all get the same time off so no excuses there I yeah. mean obviously we got way more but Swift will have a little bit of a extra rest there here al- kind of quote unquote here yeah. already you know yeah but sounds like uh, Hamilton had one day off they were off Monday and back at it on Tuesday practicing so yeah, yeah. I guess yeah today so I guess they'll be flying out pretty quick here and then get ready to go because they they play Friday night against us. So they're the first ones. Okay, we never did get our picks in here. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Hart, Pats. I think they really can do it. But if I had to, and I don't bet on sports because I would have lost my house by now. Uh, If I had to bet, I would go with Swift. It pains me to say it. I'm no, I'll never ring a cowbell, but I think they went through probably the hardest division in the CHL, and uh, they've proved themselves. So yeah, they survived. Yeah, you know they went they went the distance against us against Moose Jaw. Yeah, went through a pretty good Lethbridge team. And, and Skinner is playing right now. He's playing, playing good. really good. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm. I'm for the Pats. I'd love to see them win. And it's I think they, tough. I, I think I, they genuinely can. I really yeah. do. Like I could, I'd, I'd go with Hamilton. I kind of like, like their game. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing against Swift other than I don't like them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they are a very solid team. Like I'd say Regina over Hamilton in the final. Right on. I like it. So okay. maybe, maybe we'll kick Swift out in the semi. No, let's just they can get last place. Okay, we'll go right to the <laughs> final. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna sweep. No, I don't think we'll sweep. I think we'll have a loss in there. And then uh we can win the semi and then win it at home. Boy, I hope the hometown crowd makes the difference too. Yeah, we need to be out there cheering loud for these guys because it's not gonna be a full barn of our fans, so No, the there's gonna be tourists and yeah, there'll Media be fans from all the other teams too. So, yeah. so yeah. you know, we, the ones that are there, we need to cheer loud. So yeah, right on, people. We're not going to get this again for a while. So let's get out there, support them. Uh, hopefully, you've got your tickets if you can, if you have money. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I couldn't get all of them. I do have a ticket to the final, which I hope pans out for us. Uh, so, just speaking about what we're going to do for coverage that week what we hope to do is uh reports after the pats games we're not going to do every um every game of the other divisions because i'm sure there'll be other podcasts doing that but since we're we're pat centered we'll do uh recaps the pats game within probably we'll get it out the next day not too long but just so you guys can get a little update how that game went and what to look for in the next one yeah well that sounds good i'll have quick short ones here yeah two and involved but chris has got tickets to all of them so he'll be our uh eye on eye in the sky kind of guy reporting back to us so yeah i'm sure we can probably hit up steve for a little more insight as well he'll be uh, here all week so right right 
Okay, anything else you want to say? No, that's good. I'm good. Good. Well, I hope everyone enjoys the week. Uh, have some fun at the Eagles concert if you're going. And uh, this is going to be a good week. Definitely. Right. See you guys. Thank you.